before the arenas, before the awards. This is B4 Nashville Live. Have a question for our guest? Send it to us via messenger. Your host, George Davis. That's right. It's before Nashville, and we're coming in on a special night tonight. But you know what? I, I don't mind. I've been trying to get this uh, this lovely young lady on for quite some time, and we had some issues, but we got it all worked out. And, of course, this is before Nashville, introducing the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today, being brought to you by Heart to Heart Coffee. Does your coffee give back? Heart to Heart does. You need to find out more at Heart the number two coffee, our heart to heart coffee.com. I got to get that right or they're going to fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so, tonight joining me is Alana McCready. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for being so patient. We were talking oh, about course. the issues earlier and come to find out what near as bad as I thought it was. But that's technical difficulties are always yeah. a thing. Computers are made to make life easier, and that was a lie. I, yeah. I think Al Gore came up with that when he came up with the Internet thing. So. That's a blatant lie right to our faces. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, so how you been? I'm good. I'm really good. I yeah. just moved into my house here in Nashville and um, just settling and getting everything back going after everything was shut down last year. So. Oh, my gosh. COVID was a very cruel Thing. I, I'm not going to lay blame on anybody other than COVID, and it was just cruel. We've, we've was, had some yeah. some run-ins with that as well, and I'll just leave that alone for now because yeah. I'll through this show without having issues. Um, <laughs> so you you're in Nashville now. You got your you bought it. You bought a home. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I'm a I'm a first time homeowner. I don't know if that's oh, your congratulations. So. Uh, yeah, we bought this one about two years ago, and my wife said, build your studio you've always wanted. So that's what I did. You're like, put my arm. Here I am. Yeah, yeah you ain't got to ask me more than once. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's me and my dog, Zoe, who is oh. right. She's right next to me right now because she disappears all day. And then as soon as I get on and a phone call or a Zoom or anything, she pops up out of nowhere and thinks that, like, it's, you know, her time. So it's very, I, very interesting. <laughs> I understand. We have uh, we're we're dog owners too. We have two dogs and actually have two cats, and uh, so we have uh, a very full house. Full house. Yes, we need a bigger bed. We have a California king, and it ain't big enough. Well, you know, it's their house and their bed. You just live exactly. there. Yeah, until the mortgage <laughs> comes, and then who has to make it theirs? Exactly. I know. Every day I look at my dog, and I'm like, oh, let me just start pulling your weight around here. All right. Um, <laughs> Do the dishes, something. I don't care. Do something. Um, just because you don't have thumbs doesn't mean right. <laughs> you can't be doing stuff. <laughs> exactly. So tell me a little bit about Atlanta growing up. I mean, uh, you're originally from uh, Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they really do need to change the name of that state. That I know, amazing. right? I like that. Uh, <laughs> And what was it like growing up in, in Minnesota as a young lady? I mean, you know, when you learn how to walk, you also get, you know, snow boots and skates and things. <laughs> so it's sort of like a just a natural progression. But, uh, I mean, it was pretty normal. My mom, my mom's from Oklahoma. So um, that's who really got me started into country music when I was very young. So she's just with her. I grew up on, you know, all the great country classics, you know, Martina, Trisha, all of them. And so 
just from the youngest age, it was music and hockey and, you know, winter sports. <laughs> and, um, you know, my, my parents actually, till this day, we play this game where, because my parents listen to every genre, which I love, because then I was exposed to it my whole life. Right. And so growing up in the car, we actually still play this game now where my parents will put on one of like this, the serious stations, one of the um, decade stations, uh-huh. and they like quiz each other on who it is, what the song is. And like, it just turned into like this family game that we play now that my brother and I are older. But when we were younger, we used to watch my parents just like argue about who it was and who was right. And so I think that sort of got me exposed to all genres at such a young age. So just appreciate all music, which I'm so grateful for. Well, that's awesome. I mean, and that's the way a lot of people are. I mean, you know, you get into music because of your parents, more or less. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's the way I got into music and country music was listening to uh, Tammy Wynette and Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline and all those, you know, and and my mom, I I don't know why. I I don't (laughs) know. Her favorite song that that we listened to a lot that was on vinyl was... um, Tammy Wynette's D-I-V-O-R-C-E. I I mean, why not? You know, and that didn't happen until after I was out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was kind of odd. Uh, But she loved loved Tammy, and and, uh, so that was really good. Now, as you're growing up, you you know, uh, from what I read, you were kind of like uh, one of these children that you would start singing and nobody could stop you. You were just off and running and... I mean, you sang more than you talked, it sounded like. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, my parents, unfortunately, have a video from many, many years ago of me. Um, there's some where I just decided maybe just like a diaper and some cowboy boots was was the look. Um, and then, you know, then or I would just pick a costume. Uh-huh. Um, there's one where I chose I, I wanted to be a cat, so I put a cat costume on and then just made up a song about cats and stood on the back of the couch and sang it to whoever was at our house. It's just it's like why why? But um <laughs> yeah, and it just never never stopped. And then, you know, as soon as I started going to school, I started doing choir and musicals and you know, all that stuff. And I think it was middle school, late middle school, early high school, when I was doing musicals and, you know, acapella groups and things like that. And that's when I was like, "Mm, this feels right. I think that this is right. I I, want to do this. (laughs) Now, what did your parents say when you told them, you know, I think I want to be a singer? I mean, I am so lucky that no matter what my brother and I said we wanted to do over the years, my parents are 3000%. Okay. That's what you want to do. Okay. What's your plan? Let's, you know, they were like, okay, let's get you the best instructors. Let's get you, you know, the best people we can find the best advice, the best, whatever. They're just like, that's what you want to do. And you're going to give it your all. Then we're going to help you and support you as much as we possibly can. And so, you know, for me that, that was, I think, something that I always had in the back of my mind to where I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I know I can do this. I know I'm going to have the support. And that already gives you like that push, I feel like, just know that you have that. Right. 
So you did have some formal training in, in voice and that kind of thing when you were growing up? Yeah, I um, I am classically trained. Um, and uh, in high school, you know, all the competitions are all classic. They're all classical competitions. Okay. So, you know, I'm seeing, you know, Latin arias. <laughs> okay. So it's a little, a little different. But I will say that now doing, you know, mainstream music and you know, being in the studio when I first started out, it was very hard to come off of that classical training. Um, It was very hard to kind of let go a little bit and not worry so much about the technical that it was affecting the feel. Um, So I think that's something I definitely have had to kind of work on over the years. Because I mean, with the classical training, you you are more on the technical side, and you're more worried about the, the yeah. nuances of what's going on. What is the best thing that came out of your training that you're using now in your career? Um, I think my ear, um, and you know, pitch obviously knowing where I am and what's going on, and also being able to memorize. <laughs> now- we doing what we do. I I think it's the one of the number one questions I get when we play shows, especially when we play it all night. Uh-huh. Is people come up like, "How do you remember all the lyrics, all of those songs?" You know, it's like sixty some songs. Right. How do you remember the lyrics, all those songs? I'm like, I just do, I guess. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. They're just there. <laughs> right. I forget what I'm saying half the time. Yeah, no, it's so like muscle memory and I've just done it so much. And even if like, it's crazy, sometimes I'll go in and like, it'll be a song we haven't played in a while or even when we have, and I'll read it on the set list and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't remember any of those lyrics. They just go away. And then they'll play the first like three notes and all of a sudden they all come in. Like all the lyrics come in and it's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I almost had a panic moment there. Yeah. And then like, you know, but if all else fails, just repeat a verse. No one will know. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, uh, who was, oh, we have a, a friend out of Nashville and a couple of years ago, and I, she may have even done it this year. We just had a, a festival that I've helped with and she sang and she forgot her, her, her lyrics the first year to her own song. Oh yeah. And she's bopping along, you know, doing really well. She forgets the lyrics and then she just starts making up stuff about, I forgot my own damn lyrics and and stuff like that. So it was really fun. All the time. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Exactly. Now, um, as you, okay, you, you're getting to the point where out of high school, you're getting into college, you go to college, you get into college sports, you have some fun you wind up in New York City. Yeah. Working for a sports PR firm. Yeah. What was that like? Well, you know, I figured I might as well, you know, do what I went to college for for at least a little bit. Right. Hey, <laughs> you got to do something with that money you spent. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I was doing PR for a sports management firm and we um we were managing the day-to-day lives of a bunch of NFL players. And so I'm grateful for that now though, because being an independent artist, I think a lot of what I did there carried over into my being able to promote myself and, you know, know how to conduct myself in an interview or what to put out there, what not to put out there about myself and, um, you know, just social media and how to do that. And I, I, 
forget sometimes that when people start doing this, a lot of people have never done that type of thing of like promoting themselves before. And there really is like an art form to it. And there are things it's, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm super grateful that I had that experience because now I can, I just applied it to myself. Right. Um, but then I got an opportunity to come down to Nashville um, and record professionally um, for the first time. And I remember after I finished with that, I, you know, I sat the producer down and I was like, okay, you know, be honest with me. You know, do you think I can do this? I think I should be doing this for a living, but I'm obviously biased. <laughs> and, right. you know, and I was like, you, you know, that he gained nothing from me, you know, continuing in music or not continuing in music. And right. He was like, yeah, I mean, if you want to do this full time, I think it's something that you could definitely do as a career. And I think you could be successful. And I said, okay, twist my arm. So I quit my job and I moved. <laughs> and, I moved. <laughs> and that was 2012. And I've been doing it full time ever since. <laughs> wow. So uh, I, I want to step back to something you were talking about earlier when you were working for the PR firm, because I see this so much now. You talked about social media. And nowadays, social media plays a huge part in an artist's discovery, putting out their music, gaining followers and fans and stuff like that. It wasn't always like that. I mean, you working in PR at the time, the, you know, the, the sports figures you worked with, were they as much tied into PR or into social media as what folks are today? Um, I, sorry, my camera like went weird there for a second, but I, I heard everything you said. Um, I think it was definitely a while ago, so it wasn't as much it like Instagram and stuff wasn't as big and, you know, there was no TikTok or things like that, but, um, Facebook was huge and, you know, Instagram was just kind of getting going. And I think what I learned most from that, what we had of those platforms then was what not to say to people or like what not to respond to. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, I'd be calling these football players every day and being like, okay, so you don't know these people. It doesn't matter if they don't like you. (laughs) You don't have to respond to them and say mean things back to them. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, or just, just knowing what the limits should be. Mm-hmm. in on those platforms is like was a good start but also knowing how impactful they were going to be e- even with how they were at the time like they were much less impactful than they are now right. but there was only there was only one way to go they were only going up from there right. so um i think it all helps but it's but also especially the interview stuff like sitting in on all of those interviews that they did whether it be on the phone or in person, just kind of seeing that in real life Mm -hmm. was, was really helpful. Kind of helps, you know, again, what to and what not to do Yeah. now, (laughs) (laughs) which is good. Yeah. (laughs) So you, um, with your time in New York, what, what do you think was the one thing that stuck out with, either your job or living in New York or, you know, something related to that. What was the most, the most memorable thing for you? Um, I think 
for me, I've lived quite a few, quite a few places over the years. And in New York, for me, it was, I loved having that chapter of my life. Um, it was a more brief chapter than, than the rest of the places that I've lived. But um, just having that chapter, like I love New York. I love New York City. I loved living there and I miss it. But now it's just like this fun thing that I get to remember of being like, this was my kind of stepping stone to where I am now was being there. And, you know, there's relationships that I had there and situations that I went through there that were a part of my first album once right. I left. And so I think that's what I remember most or like most about my time there. Right. Now, if you could give being okay, I'm I'm gonna pick your PR brain for a minute. <laughs> if if you could work with an artist, a new artist, a young country singer that wanted to try to you know get their feet in the business, what with everything that you've done, what is the first suggestion that you would give them? Don't change the lane you think you should be in. Um, I think one of the biggest things that, especially being a female in this industry, Absolutely. is there's these little bubbles or little boxes that, you know, I a lot of times are like, okay, well, you're not going to be successful unless you fit into this little bubble. Or you're not going to, no one's going to hear your music unless you do this type of music in this little box. And that's just not true. Like, there's enough room for all of us. And good music is good music. Mm -hmm. And I think don't let anybody push you away from who you truly are as an artist, because then it moves further and further away from further and further away from being authentic. And then no one's going to believe you. Right. So that, you know, that was the best advice that I ever received. And that's always what I tell people who are up and coming and, you know, also just remember this is a roller coaster our industry i mean you could be up here one day you could be down here the very next day and so just staying mentally you know mentally tough and knowing how to handle bad but also knowing how to handle good right it's just as important so with this industry and and i know there are some young up-and-coming artists that do tune in on occasion um tough skin is a big thing they have to have is kind of yeah. what I'm hearing, you know, like what you said earlier, you don't know these people don't respond to them. Just let it roll off your back and go on about your day. Yeah. I mean, you just have to, you, right. if you let it sink in, it's going to start shaping you and then it'll, it'll like taint what, what you are and who you are. Right. You have to, you have to stay true to yourself. Right. So uh, let's, okay, now, now we're moving forward. You're moving to Nashville. You've decided that that's, you know, music's what you want to do. Nashville's where you got to be. You moved to Nashville. The first fear when you step foot in Nashville uh, to live there, you know, for the first time, so to speak, what was um, the first fear that came to your mind? People are going to tell me I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know i or or i won't fit in um which is exactly what i was just talking about 
Right. Which is something I, sh you know, you shouldn't have to be concerned about. Um, but, you know, just because I do, um, just because I do country music, you know, I don't wear cowboy boots every day. I don't, you know what I mean? There's, I feel like there's that kind of stigma, especially in female country singers. And I just, I like being in my own lane and I right. like doing my country. And so I think my biggest fear was, you know, am I going to be too different to be accepted because mm -hmm. there is such a stigma. Right. And, and you're, I'll say it this way. Your country is not your mom's country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you grew up with a, a lot of great artists, you know, talking about, you know, who you listen to Martina and, and the, the women like that, but you're, I mean, and, and it's more of a pop country. I look yeah. at country as being in so many different subgenres. You know, you've got yeah. uh, pop country, you've got classic country, you've got um, uh, the country rap, you've got country mm -hmm. rock. There's so much of it, and country has taken on so many different feels. Yeah, that it. That's, and I think that's one of the mass appeals about country music. I agree. I think it's. I think it's the songwriting that makes it country. Mm-hmm. I think it, that is the common denominator is telling a story because country lyrics and country music tells stories like no other, you know, genre really can. Right. And I hear that from so many artists that I interview because I, I generally ask them something along those same lines, you know, depending on what, what, you know, lane they're, you know, kind of merging into. Uh, and they say that a lot, you know, um, it's, it's country. It's all about storytelling. It's all about <laughs> connections. You know, you write a song that somebody else can feel. Exactly. And that's one of the great things about it. So uh, speaking of that, um, you have a song that is out now. Yes. And it is called something like that. Yes. It is. um and I, I'm going to play it here in just a couple of minutes. I just want to talk a little bit about it. I don't want to get in too deep to it because we'll talk about the backstory after the song. Um, but the writers, who are the writers on the song? Um, myself and Will Gittens, we co-wrote it together. Um, we actually co-wrote, I have a, an EP coming soon, and we co-wrote the whole EP together. Um, during quarantine, I decided I wanted to to make a new project since I couldn't be on the road. So, so, you know, I asked him and his brother who are two of the most talented people I've ever known. Um, they're like a dynamic duo, you know, songwriting production, everything. And, um, so the three of us did, did my whole project in quarantine. Wow. <laughs> now, now, since it was during quarantine, were you zoom writing? Did you like, no, we, um, <laughs> No, we did it in there. They had a home studio in their house, and that's where we did it. Mm. Sorry, I had to wet my whistle there. Um, I'm not fine. Well, I'll do the same thing. And with uh, uh, so they're they're typically your co-writers, since on especially on the EP, they're absolutely your co-writers. I mean, they helped you write everything. Yeah, uh, you said. Now the EP itself, how many songs does it have? Um, it's going to be five. Okay. 
are they all along the same lines of something like that? Or are, I mean, is there differences in the feels of the song? Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I will say they definitely are all in the same family. Mm -hmm. They're all definitely, you can tell they're all related. Um, but they all have their own personality. Okay. I wanted to kind of give, uh, I haven't released a project in three years, so I feel like I'm at a point now where the music that I'm making is exactly who I am as a songwriter and how I want to be seen as a songwriter right. um, and how I want people to hear my music. And, you know, it's taken, what, almost 10 years to to get to that point. <laughs> but, you know, as a songwriter, you never stop learning. So, right. um, but I think this music is definitely the most honest music that I have ever put out or I'm going to put out. Right. Um, and I'm just really proud of it. And I'm really excited. I started getting the mixes back. So I'm like really excited now, but there is, there's an upbeat, you know, girl power, which I have to have right. Anthem one. Um, there's a very sad one. <laughs> uh, there's something like that, which is like middle, you know, middle of the road. Um, right. And then there is uh, a duet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I love duets. I don't know what it is about <laughs> them, but just the two voices, especially if they, they blend together when they do harmonies. I just think it sounds awesome. Yeah. Will and I did, um, we did a duet as the, as the last song on the EP. Okay. So can you say when it's going to come out? Um, I would love to, but I don't know that answer. <laughs> Well, hey, that's an honest one, you know. Yeah. I would love to tell you, and I say before every interview, I'm always like, oh, I need to ask uh, my publicist what I can say and how much I can say, and I forget every time, and then I get in here and I'm like, <laughs> I tend to ask some of the hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's take a quick uh, musical break here. We're going to listen to um, Elena's song, and it is called Something Like That. And then we'll come back and talk about it a little bit. And you can find out the backstory and all those good things. And she can explain the song. I don't think it's going to need a lot of explanation when you hear it. <laughs> but uh, we'll still we'll still let her do that. I mean, it's her song. It's her baby. She's, you know, she's the best one to talk about it. Um, so I'm not going to step on her toes for that. <laughs> Um, so again, it's before Nashville, introducing the country stars of tomorrow, the country fans of today. I've got Alana McCready with me tonight, and uh, um, it's being brought to you by Heart, uh, yeah, Heart to Heart Coffee. I have too many sponsors. I'm sorry. <laughs> so popular. Yeah, right. It's being brought to you by Heart to Heart Coffee, and I'll ask the question again: Does your coffee give back? Well, Heart to Heart does, and you need to go to their website, Heart the Number Two Heart Try it out, too, by the way. It's amazing coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, yeah, it's for you. So here's uh, here's Atlanta's song. This is something like that. It's on Before Nashville. Mm, been cheated on about three times. Went running back when he apologized. I didn't know. Tell me 
Before Nashville, introducing the country stars of tomorrow, the country fans of today, Atlanta McCready, and that is called something like that. Um, and there is a lot of young ladies out there that really need to hear that song. <laughs> yeah. So that was the goal. <laughs> uh, you, uh, I, I love the feel of the song. It's it's that pop country feel, yeah. you know. And uh, I, I I could you know. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, you do. A, it's your song. Of course you do a fantastic job. Your voice sounds really good, but I could, I could hear another artist singing that song as well. And that's Lauren Elena. I think Lauren would do a killer job on that. Oh yeah. I love her. Uh, and, uh, but I mean, your voice, it, you, you've been trained classically, so you got to do something right. And you do sound really good on it. And, and again, um, it's, it's just an amazing song. So Thank where did you. it come from? Yeah. So we, we sat down, this, it was the first song that we wrote for the project. And, um, we sat down and Will was playing, you know, something silly on the guitar and obviously it made no sense. And he looked at me and he's like, yeah, or something like that. And we both were like, light bulb, like, <laughs> We don't even know what it's going to be about yet, but that's the title. <laughs> and so it kind of just morphed into, you know, I feel like a lot of women, girls today, they say that they need all these, you know, like super specific 
things in relationships to be happy. And, you know, if they don't have all like, you know, these million things that this guy, you know, a guy does and they're not going to be happy. And we kind of wanted to strip it back and, and, you know, he, you know, we're like, okay, what do I want? And I'm like, well, I want someone to be nice to me, not lie to me (laughs) and spend time with me, you know, and, you know, if you can't do those major, you know, simple things or something like that, then it's probably not going to (laughs) work. Right. So it's really a simplistic story, but it's a very, it's a very good song. I love the arrangement and um, the, the snaps, which a lot of artists are doing now, but the, on the drums, you know, the snare snaps, it's supposed to be the snare drum, but (laughs) I know, I I mean, I don't want to spoil it for people that don't know. It's just somebody that has a really nice snare drum. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave it at that. And um, now with the other songs on the EP, if uh, I'm going to put you on the spot and I don't want you to name it right now, but because I don't want you to give it away, um, if you had to pick one that was your favorite child, <laughs> which which one or what? How how could you describe that? You know, it's kind of like that TikTok. Tell me you're from Missouri without telling me you're from Missouri. Yeah. You know, um, so so tell me what it is without telling me what it is. How's that? Okay. Um, <laughs> I think. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I love them all so much. That's why that's why I did an EP and not an album. I wanted right. it to be, I wanted every song, you know, to be right. amazing. Um, I mean, something like that might be just because it's the first thing I've released in a long time. And I feel like it's the first song that I've released that is like, you know, just so authentically me. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it might be that, or there's one other one. Um, it's it's very like it's very anthemic. It's very girl power, and that's very much my vibe. So I think I think it's I think it'd be that one. It's also okay. I think going to be the name of the EP, the other the other song. I'm probably getting an email from Rachel, your public <laughs> right now, going, "Quit asking those." Yeah. Because I was waiting the for the sheet. text to come in. <laughs> yeah, that was not on the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love making publicists nervous, though. It's yeah. so fun. And, Me too. And I, I do it all the time, of, and I don't even try. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that just makes it fun. So <laughs> together, we just about gave her a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for the text to come in. Like, wait, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Huh? What, what did did he really just ask you that? Well, yes, he did. Yeah. So we're going to move on to a portion of the show that I really enjoy because I get to dig into the um, how can I say this <laughs> the the unexplainable of an artist's life, maybe. Yeah. So let's get into that right now. That's okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> So this is a fun segment of the show. It's called I Heard a Rumor, and it's things that I found out about an artist that maybe not everybody knew. Now, I know you've been on a lot of podcasts. You've been interviewed a lot, and people, you know, if if you're behind the mic, you study on who you're going to interview, and you know this yeah. stuff. But here's the deal. And when I first read this, I was like, what? 
damn, <laughs> you're you're just kind of a badass, and and I don't say that to be rude, but you, oh no, I take it as a full compliment. Yeah, you are like you were an ice hockey goalie <laughs> in college. That is facts. Uh, how did I mean? I, I know you're from I know you're from you know Minnesota and stuff, but how did that happen? Um. Well. I learned to walk and then I got a pair of ice skates mm -hmm. um, and it's downhill from there. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I live in, or I lived in Minnesota, which is called state of hockey. Right. And so it's just kind of like an unspoken thing. You just, you, you play hockey. And I realized that when I was about 10, I played goalie for the first time at just a camp with my brother and I mean, everyone had to take turns playing goalie. Was, I got, I think I got like two shots and these are 10 year olds. So, and, uh, I remember I got off the ice and I went to my parents and I was like, I'm really good at this. They were like, okay. okay. And I was like, yeah, I think I should play goalie. My parents were like, oh, but of course with the sport of there, they're like, all right let's start the goalie camps let's find some coaches well you know all the things and so you know and then it, it sort of became where my life was music and hockey and right you know in high school i used to i would sing the national anthem in my equipment and then i'd skate to the net and play <laughs> so that, that's a difference between minnesota and and where i'm at because yeah. the the big thing here i mean it, it's kind of spread out we don't have hockey yeah. You know, there there are no high school hockey teams. Yeah. Uh baseball, basketball, football, softball, those are kind of volleyball. Um, and hockey, I mean, you know, you watch it on TV and you see guys come off the ice and they're missing a tooth or they've got a bloody, you know, a eye split open or stuff like that. Now as a goalie, you're protected a lot better. Yes. You know, you have the faith because I mean when you got a puck coming at you and some of those things can be pretty quick. Yeah, there. I mean, well, and there was no girls teams when I was younger, right. so I didn't. Pl I played with the boys until high school. Mm. <laughs> didn't have a choice. That, that gets you ready for the girls. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it definitely helped. Right, and then it helped with your your education because you actually got an athletic scholarship uh, to play hockey in college, and your college did really well did what <laughs> at the national championship you guys won one year uh yeah i have two national championships wow <laughs> yeah. did you get rings or trophies rings both oh okay <laughs> but but you don't show the bling off it's just like okay they're no. sitting over here on the shelf <laughs> you know they're they're like this when i put it on it covers like two fingers so okay. i only like both of them cover all my fingers basically <laughs> <laughs> they're very aggressive right oh that's wild so what was that like the first time when you're in college and you're going out in a national championship game who did you play in the first game uh we played minnesota duluth uh and it was my freshman year okay um and we we beat minnesota duluth my freshman year to win a national championship and then my sophomore year we lost in the national championship game to Duluth and, and then my junior year, we won again. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. you, you kept them spread out. So that was the fun part. You know? Well, they had won 
the girls and the boys actually had both won my oh. senior year of high school. So I had already signed to go to school there and play hockey there. Mm -hmm. And then both the women's and men's teams won a national championship that year. And I was like, I'm happy with my choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the girls who were older than me actually won back to back. Right. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I think we actually got nominated for an SB. Wow. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that's kind of why. That was cool. <laughs> wow, man, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So, how did hockey prepare you for where you are now in your music? I think it's funny because I've gotten this question a lot, and it, it's funny to think about it because I think it prepared me more than I thought it did, um, especially on the mental side of it. Right. You know, like I was talking about earlier, this, you know, industry is a roller coaster and being mentally tough is very important. Um, and honestly, if I didn't have the athletic mindset of being an athlete at such a high level and the ups and downs of that, I mean, I don't know how people do it. Like it's right. You know, and being able to stay mentally tough when you're at a low and when you're at a high, I think sports is one of the only things that can prepare you for that. Right. It's interesting. I don't think my daughter's watching. I wish she was because <laughs> I think she would. Uh, she was a softball pitcher so, okay. um, and was was really good. I mean, um we, you know, we did the same thing, paid for the coaches yeah. and anything, kind of but she had a natural ability. Yeah. And that helped a lot. But uh, just the way that you, you know, you're talking about kind of the empowerment of women. I mean, even though you're not, you know, you're not saying women, you got to be strong. Just no. the way you talk and the way you present yourself and the story that you have is just emulating what it's like to be a strong, powerful woman. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, yeah. I think what I love to see now is that, you know, now there are girls hockey teams for every single age. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what we did, what my generation did, and I mean, there's only maybe two or three or four before me that even had women's hockey period. Right. Um, at those ages. And, you know, looking back like i'm so proud that what we did in those earlier years had paved the way for it to be important to make a girls team for all, every age and i think you know being able to go back now to my old schools and see that there are teams for every age makes me so proud and you know like the i went back to my high school and there's like a picture of me in the arena and i'm like crying you know because i'm like this is some you know some girl is gonna little look at this and be like that's who i want to be and that's like why why anyone should do anything right is to really just try and be an example and right. i feel like my journey going from that to this i've had a lot of people reach out to me and be like you know i just love that you're making it, you know, okay to have two passions in life or to have, you know, it's my journey. It's one path, but 
two ways to get there. Right. Um, and so, you know, if that can inspire, you know, other girls to know that it's okay to love two things and give both things your all for portions of your life, then my job here is done. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're a great role model. I mean, just by saying that you're fantastic, you know, a great role model and, and, Thank you. Being in the dad of two girls, you know, I see, um, I see my daughters and I wanted, you know, them to have people like that. My wife is a role model for, for our girls and I don't yeah. want to take that away from her, but you know, there, there's a difference between mom and somebody else, you know, and oh, yeah. I would much I rather, feel- her, you know, I, w- I would rather them follow you as a role model as one of the Kardashians, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, that that may not have been the right comparison. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I was. I mean, I'm the the girliest jock ever. I mean, I wore full makeup underneath my hockey helmet. You know, it's <laughs> it's just always been who I am. That's great. That is absolutely great. I love that. So, um, with one of the things you said earlier about uh, females in country music, what is your goal as a female in country music what is the one brass ring that you want to grab um i mean i feel like in our industry and like that having this as a career obviously there's the big huge goals you know like the awards and all that kind of stuff those are you know kind of the given obvious goals for everyone who's in my position but I feel like our industry has so many different tiers of levels in where you're at in your career. And I feel like there's a goal at every level, or at least there should be a goal at every level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it's important to remember that, you know, on the days where I am having the low days, I need to remember that I do music. I do what I love full time and I support myself with what I love full time. And there are people who also want to do this for a living who don't do that yet or can't do that yet. And those people wish they were in my position or, you know, and then there's people above me. I wish I was in their position, you know? And so I feel like getting to where I am now that goal of being able to do what I love full time and be able to live my life that way, that has been a goal that I feel like I've achieved. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like I'm on to the next goal, which would be, you know, logistically, you know, getting on a really great tour opening for somebody big or, you know, um, I think people hearing my music is, is my biggest goal right now trying to get my music to as many people as possible and it's very hard to do <laughs> it, it is well it, it's it's easy and it's hard i mean yeah. you know people can go to and, and i'll give you a quick plug people can go to <laughs> streaming services and they can find it be it spotify apple itunes all that stuff yeah. uh, yes folks she is everywhere so <laughs> check out the music i mean but um I, i'm the thing that that gets me and and I'm I'm I've worked in radio that's my day job and I've worked in radio for 37 years over half my life 
And one of the things that, that I've always noticed, and I've worked different genres, you know, country is my love, but in radio, you have to be, as a friend of mine said, you have to be vanilla. Wherever you got to be, you got to be. Yeah. If it's talk radio, if it's, uh, you know, sports radio, which I can't do sports radio. I've, I've never done that. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, and maybe someday you can help me and I could start calling hockey on the radio. Oh, yeah. I got you. <laughs> Uh, that'll but, be that'll be you know the chapter of my life when i'm like a grandma <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be calling my grandkids hockey games there you go <laughs> that'd be awesome though that would be awesome <laughs> uh but uh, with with the way things are going and and i've seen the industry i and i'm starting to see i guess this is kind of where i'm going with this i'm starting to see that females are getting a little not much <laughs> a little bit more accepted by radio, you know, there yeah. was a big shakeup a few years ago that, um, you know, and, and I had actually heard this person, he was a radio consultant, say that about the tomato, tomato gate, as they called it. Um, and it, it's starting to open up more. I mean, you've got Laney, I'm, and I'm talking some of the, you know, the ones that are getting the recognition, Laney yeah. Wilson, uh, you got Priscilla Block, you've yeah. got, um, uh, gosh, her name, Tennille Towns, Tennille mm -hmm. Arts. Um, golly, her name just escaped me. She's from Colorado. Uh, more hearts than mine. Ingrid? Yes, Ingrid Andrews. Thank you. <laughs> so, you are I mean, it, you're starting to see more and more women be accepted on the radio. Yeah. But I think the problem is, is still to this day, if you were to listen to the radio for like three hours straight. Mm-hmm you'd hear maybe four songs by women if you're lucky it, yeah yeah i will say that that's that's where that's where the, the problem is yeah i um uh and, and that's kind of like independent artists you know i mean yourself being one of them uh independent artists th th my take has always been um you know uh, folks here's a shocker uh tim mcgraw kenny chesney blake shelton they all started out as nobodies, right? <laughs> you know, and, and and I don't mean that, you know, I, that's not derogatory to the independent artists. They all started out as independents. Yeah. Somebody had to find them somewhere and had to get them to where they are. Priscilla Block, perfect example. Independent artist. Only thing she did, she put up a song on TikTok. Her fans paid to have her record it. Next thing you know, she's a worldwide sensation playing festivals and right. going everywhere. Um, and I'm not bashing Priscilla. I mean, I'm I'm proud of her for what she's done, you know, and, and where she's at right now, considering, you know, but I think there's people out there to me that are like yourself. You know, you've been in Nashville eight years. You've been busting your, your backside to try to get somewhere. And it's and I don't know for you. Some people just say, I don't want to be on a big label. I don't want to do that. I but do. you still don't get the recognition. <laughs> What's that? I do. Okay. Well, and, and maybe that's no, just, maybe, say, maybe there's know, more I, to do that, you know, but. No, I mean, um, there's pros and cons to both, obviously. Um, yeah. But I think at this point, you know, I know I can make great music. And I, I know that, you know, I'm confident in my live shows. I'm, you know, I, I've been doing it for so long and. I think the only th part that's missing now is the distribution, which is what a label can provide. 
Right. And so for me, that's kind of where I'm at currently. Could that change? Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Could change tomorrow. But I think, you know, I'm confident in what I bring to the table as an artist and so and a songwriter. And so I feel like that piece is what I'm missing currently. Right. It, it's it's just that that support and that push that a label can provide yeah the influence and and uh, and i probably shouldn't say this i have a lot of friends that work for labels (laughs) and if they're watching i'm about to piss them off big time (laughs) um but and, and you may not have seen it here it was last weekend i think bobby bones did kind of an expose on tiktok about labels and radio and number ones and stuff like that and some of the label execs came back and said, um, yeah, that's true. Some of them got really mad about it. But if you were in the position, and, and I'm, I don't know that you heard about this. Have you heard about it? No. Okay. Basically, he said that, that labels kind of use number ones like trading cards. You know, one label will say, you know, hey, I've got this song. It's going to be, you know, I'll if you'll let me get it to number one for two weeks, I'll let you have the next three weeks kind of thing. That sounds scary. Does that, does that sound correct in what That's, you've noticed? Sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does, doesn't it? Um, and, I mean, I know radio influences a lot of music. And I... I think the way it influences it is not good because of, you know, a few years ago they had this thing called payola where labels would pay to have you play a song or they would, you know, uh, you'd get an album by a new artist and there'd be a thousand dollars or something like that stuffed in it or some other recreational enjoyment uh, (laughs) catalyst. I'll call it that. Um, and and I mean that's been years ago. Such a nice, nice way to call a bride. Right. I, I'm I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, it's one of those recreational catalysts. Right. Tell tell me what you're saying without tell me what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as an artist, I I think you summed it up. And if if you want to add anything to it, feel free. But it is scary. It is scary. You know? Because you, you know, that's what we all strive for. Right. Is to be a part of that. And you want to know when you do become a part of that, you want to know that they have your back mm-hmm. and that they're going to put, you know, put you first and support you and push you as far and as they possibly can. Right. So, you know, for him to come out and say that that, you know, might not be the case in some cases is, is terrifying. Right. I just got a text. I'm afraid to open it. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it says, um, we oh, well. sign her. Yeah. Well, I, I, it may not be anything, but it, it's just kind of nervous that I got it right then. <laughs> um, and, and one of the things that I've noticed that after, well, even before I heard about this and I went back and I actually watched the videos, he did this like, two or three days in a row on a weekend. Oh, wow. And and just did a lot of stuff. And I went back and I watched the videos. But even before that, you know, I and being a, a woman in country music, you 
you feel the the extended pressure that's put on you because you've got a lot more on your shoulders as a female in country music than a male in country music has. Oh yeah, so much. You know, <laughs> the the last female number one that I could remember was Gabby Barrett. Yeah. You know, and since then you've had um, Luke Combs was on top of the charts for three weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, he's he's like Midas. Everything he touches turns to gold. I know. Um, Luke Bryan, second week at number one this week. Um, gosh, I know there was another one in there somewhere. Cole Swindell. Yeah. Um, you know, so you see all these guys that are doing it. Ha- have you ever sat down and seen that and said, and and again, I don't, I I don't get foul mouthed a lot, but. <laughs> This is one of those things, you know, you just sat down and you go, what the hell? Oh, all the time. All the time. And because there are definitely some songs by females that deserve that deserve it. Right. You know, I mean, I would say you know, the last four songs Carly Pierce put up should have been number ones. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> easily. Yeah. And so and Mary Morris. The last four songs she put out should have went number one. Right. So it's it's hard to look at that because it's like, okay, you sit down and you're you know how good you are, you know what you're capable of, you know what you know you could do if you were in that position, and then you look at women like Carly Pierce and Mary Morris, and it's like, okay, well they can't even get it. Right. Now now what? You know, <laughs> and, and it kind of that kind of stifles not only your creativity but your desire. Doesn't it? It does. And it doesn't at the same time. I, I feel like it does because it's like, is this ever going to change? Um, but it doesn't at the same time. It's like, okay, this, this makes me want to be a part of what makes this change. Right. So I feel like it does a little bit of both kind of fuels the fire, but also is like, again, okay, you know? <laughs> right. And, and with, I mean, I, again, I, 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 I talk positive about every artist that comes on and I don't do it just to, you know, give you the, the good tingles, you know, <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy, if, if I feel like there's something there, then I'm going to tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm an, I'm an honest, straight up kind of guy, Love that. but your song, I, I don't see why it couldn't, couldn't Thank be. You. A Thank you. You're welcome. I agree. I'm, it's got it's got everything that that you need, and most importantly, now for me, again, being a dad of two daughters, um, five females in the house, you know, <laughs> counting three dogs, a daughter, and a wife. <laughs> You're outnumbered. Yeah, I, I'm totally outnumbered. I have no say so <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but seeing that, it's kind of like I. I don't want my daughters to look at that. Yeah, like what do you tell them? Right. And and to to not want to try because they feel like that females are so held back. And and it happens in a lot of areas. It's not just music, folks. So don't think we're just picking on Oh, I mean you know, I don't think that. I don't think that I could have picked two more male dominated career paths in oh, my absolutely. Like hockey and then country music mm-hmm. like am i nuts <laughs> like 
<laughs> it's like, you know, I, you know, I make it to the highest level you can in hockey in a male dominated sport. And then I'm like, this is going to be fun. Let's start from the bottom, another male dominated industry, but it's what I love to do. And let's just work my way, right. <laughs> work my way up again. Scratch and claw to get great time. <laughs> right. Well, and, and here's the thing. I mean, you know, you um, individually, and, and that's why I love the way that you are such a, and, and I called you a role model earlier, and, and I'll say that again, you're such a role model because you did master a male-dominated sport. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you won national championships. You, you yourself, um, and I've, I've read some of the articles, you yourself, and as far as being a goalie, were just amazing. I mean, you could, uh, again, I don't know a damn thing about hockey. I'm, I know you skate. The last time I skated, I'm going to be honest with you, the last time I skated was probably 22 years ago. First time on ice skates, last time on ice skates. <laughs> I slipped and fell and hit my head on the ice. I'm like, I'm done. And oh, I had my like, kids yeah. with me. That's the hard part. My kids are young and I have to get up and act like it didn't hurt. <laughs> And I think I had a concussion. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I chose to play hockey, but then I also chose to play the position where even if it's not my fault, it's my fault. And um, I just chose to purposefully throw my body in front of somebody who's shooting a piece of frozen rubber as hard as they possibly can Mm -hmm. directly for me my choice was to play the position to that put my body in front of that on purpose. So, you know, <laughs> am, am I a role model? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, I feel, you know, I guess, you know, I did it once I could do it again. Let's just go, let's just go with that. And, and that's kind of, I, I mean, you summed up right there with the music industry in, in a kind of a, um, shoot uh, the word just left me of what they call it um but you you take that that hockey and you're standing in front of the goal and somebody is shooting that frozen piece of rubber and them thing i mean when they hit those things they can get up from they, and, they, they go get, over 100 miles an hour yeah they can they can get up there pretty good you know yeah. faster than i want to drive yeah <laughs> but i'm an old man now so you know yeah. <laughs> So you think about that coming straight at you, and even though you got pads on, it it still hurts. Oh yeah, it, it, no, I have just asked my knees. <laughs> exactly, you and know. my shoulders, and my torn labrum, <laughs> and my and my tendonitis and all my joints at at thirty three, and my you know. <laughs> So, so what ailments do you have left that country music can put on you at this point? I mean, you know, you've been through it all. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If I do that, I mean, this is, should be a breeze. Right. You know, it's, you know, my, I have, you know, the knees of a 55 year old, but I can play some country music. Right. Hey, I'm 55. Be careful there. No, I'm kidding. See, I know my doctor was like, you're probably going to need new knees by the time you're a grandma. And I was like, hmm. Jokes on you, I'm not even a mom yet. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Gotta love that. Yeah. So I'm putting it off as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. So you're wrong. And um, 
<laughs> oh, well, I, I tell you, it's been, um, <laughs> a friend of mine just messaged. She just tuned in and I said something about hockey. He goes, they play it on ice. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that question. People like people uh, right. who don't know me or people down here who, you know, don't know me or didn't know me then in my life. They're like, wait, like hockey, like on ice. I'm like, <laughs> no, the other one. Yeah. The street hockey. I, Come on. Be real. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do know it's played on ice and I do know that all the puck, I know that they have, you know, the sticks and the pads and the goalie and the oh, forwards yeah. and the defensemen. And, but when it gets into like the, the penalties and stuff, I don't understand, you know, uh, I, I've never, I've always wanted to sit down and just read up on it. Yeah. Uh, there's not, there's not a ton of rules, but we like to break them. So sound like one of my dogs was in here. Um, oh, they, it might be mine. <laughs> uh, somebody barking. Oh, maybe they're outside. I <laughs> got things to do. They're busy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you, if you take that and you put it toward where you're at with Nashville, <laughs> I'm going to show you what this one says. Great. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. There's, there's your new song. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why have I never thought of that? Yeah, uh, that would be played in hockey arenas all over America. That is genius. <laughs> and I got to give Brian credit. I don't do that very often, but I got to give him credit for that. That is genius, A, because it's just a genius title, but B, <laughs> I, like you don't know this, but I live for terrible puns. So... <laughs> The fact that he just made that awful pun, but it is the best thing I've seen all day. Like, I live for bad puns. <laughs> that was great. Right. I, the thing I hate about it is I didn't think of it. <laughs> right, same. <laughs> you I'm know? ashamed of myself. Yeah, I, I, can do, I can do song titles all day long. I can give you a song title, you know, but oh, uh, as far, you know. It's embarrassing for me. But that's great. So there you go. There's your there's your number one. That's the one that's going to take you yeah. top of the yeah, charts. Right here. Just that, plug it. <laughs> that would happen. I have like all this amazing music, and I would write that song, and it would go crazy. That right, would. right. It, it'll be kind of your tongue in cheek type of song. Yeah, that's what would happen. Like I would write that as a joke. Right. And it would blow up. Exactly. I mean, you could do it on TikTok. You could try it out and see what people said on TikTok. You know, like, and but then that what happens. Then I have to actually write it, and then I have to release it, and then and then I have a song out called that. And I'll, I'm like, what about this other really good music I wrote? <laughs> right, right. Everybody forgets about you know something yeah. like that and all the great stuff. But yeah. you know, and and you don't want to get pigeonholed as you know. Oh, she's that gal that wrote the hockey song. Then know? I become the pocket girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there. Hey, hey, Miss Puckett. How's the, you know, or I mean, it's a slippery slope. Right. I went to work today. I didn't want to go. And I said, just Puckett, you know, that kind of thing. So I mean, that's just it's just like one, it'd be one disaster after another. You, you, you just have to write that for Brian, though. All right. Fine, Brian. Yeah. Just just write it. Do it acoustic and send fine, it. To him and, and that will that'll satisfy him. Brian, if I write that, you better make it go viral on TikTok. That's all I'm saying. There you go. It better blow up because of you. If not, I'm making a song, making a pun out of your name, Brian. All right. That's punishment. 
he said he said he will beg. So uh, oh well, to go viral. There you go. Okay, so, great. Uh, I wish that uh, I wish that's what made it do that. This is the one I want to see. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> he, he's another slippery slope. Uh, he. <laughs> Uh, give it up, Brian. <laughs> you know, uh, it goes back to the movie a few years ago, White Man Can't Jump. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Brian can't dance. <laughs> Brian can't dance. <laughs> That's part two. Right. So um, tell us where we can find you on social media. Uh, I've got your uh, your website up there. They can go there and, get, and uh, check out what's happening. Yeah, um, my social media is Alana McCready Music across the board on all the platforms. Um, made it really simple. And um, the link in my bio on my Instagram and I think my Facebook page as well mm -hmm. um, is the link to something like that on all platforms. Right. Um, and yeah, I put on my stories, you know, when I'm playing, where I'm playing. And I just started dropping some clues about the EP. So if you follow me on all of those things, there's updates all the time. Mm -hmm. And I just do dumb stuff on reels and <laughs> and real on reels and TikTok to for people to laugh at me. Right. And and I, I follow I follow Alana on on everything. <laughs> everything. Uh, but I do all the artists that I interview because it's yeah. just um, so yeah. we've got the EP coming out and we'll be looking forward to that. Still don't have a date yet. Um, well, I know, <laughs> uh, Rachel, we've made one up, but we didn't tell you that. So just ignore it. <laughs> right. I have a meeting tomorrow with them. Now I'm going to get yelled at. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I'm just picking on Rachel because I can. <laughs> I mean, you can, I'm probably going to get a text from her being like, how did I get brought into this? Yeah, well, you know, it, hey, if you're the <laughs> publicist, you're going to get brought into this. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, but check out Alana on uh, Spotify, on uh, iTunes, all the streaming platforms, and as well, go follow her on her socials. Uh, I, I love some of the things that uh, that I've ran across there. I think most of the time I see you on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram. I don't get yeah. on TikTok too often. I so. wish I didn't have to get on TikTok. Yeah. I I like Instagram and, you know, um, much better than Facebook. Yeah, same. So, and I know they're owned by the same guy now, and he's already a billionaire, and he's making more money than, you know, he makes more money than the U.S. deficit. And trust me, that's a lot of money. Um, so check her out and get to know her. Stream her music. Uh, that always helps. Those downloads are great. Yes. Uh, keep an eye out for the EP. That will be coming. Um, and I, I will find out. Uh, I'm going to pester Rachel until. No, as soon as we know, you will know. And, so, and that's what I'm looking forward to, because I want to hear the rest of these songs that you oh told me about that you didn't tell me about. I'm so excited. I started getting the mixes back and it makes me oh. fancy. And I'm always like, can we just how do I play these for everybody but not play them for everybody? Right. They're like, what? Yeah. Like, you but. You, you just put on your socials the first chord and then you cut it off. You tease them. I know. I'm like, yeah. please. Yeah. Can I tease them just a little? Just a little? Nope. Please. Can't do it. Oh, those stinking publicists. No. <laughs> Between them and management. Why did I, why did I let them be in charge? I know, right? Uh, Brian just started following you on Instagram, by the way. So Love it. You, you have a new follower. 
So check out Alana. She she's amazing. Um, if you go to her website, I think it was the website where I saw pictures of you um, when you won the national championship. Oh, maybe. Um, or Instagram somewhere. I saw pictures somewhere, but that's really cool. So go check her out, stream her music, follow her on her socials and become a fan. That's the goal of this, of the podcast is to introduce the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And she will be as soon as she gets just puck it out and gets (laughs) radio. Trust me. (laughs) So We hope it happens before then. I don't want that to be your claim to fame. That'd be great. That'd be great if I could just put that as a joke after I already have another number. Right. But you know, I got to tell you this real quick. Um, The merch, the merch ideas on that bad or just just you know you've They're got endless. pucks you got pucks that have just pucket on it they're you know? endless you've the got possibilities are yes you, literally you, endless you can tie that in with so much you can make a lot of money <laughs> off of that by the way with the merch you know them jerseys well, then i have to give brian 10 percent. don't offer it don't <laughs> offer it just let him just let him feel good about the fact you know that he gave you the title he yeah. want to be a co-writer and then you owe him a lot more than that yeah no we're, you're, you're not getting credit you're not getting writer's credit brian <laughs> he's telling me to shut up <laughs> <laughs> so again alana thanks so much for coming on and Thank i appreciate you to find i mean i'm i'm glad we finally got you on me too and it's been a great interview i've really enjoyed it and um uh, we'll keep an eye out. And as soon as that EP is, you've got the release date, I hope to get the email. Uh, so <laughs> if Rachel's listening, Rachel, you make sure that I get the Rachel. Email. So, and uh, I'll go download it as soon as I can. Uh, pre-save, whatever I got to do. So again, Alana McCready. Now be sure to join us on Thursday, tomorrow night, because tomorrow night I've got Eric Burgett with me. And he's another up-and-coming artist that uh, I'm super excited to interview and that'll be happening tomorrow night at eight o'clock Facebook, YouTube, and we're also on Twitch. So, and I didn't mention that to Alana. She's been on Twitch tonight too. So (laughs) we've had her everywhere. So again, Alana, thanks so much for coming on. It's before Nashville where we introduce the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And it's been brought to you by heart to heart coffee. Go check them out. Heart to heart coffee, heart, the number two heart coffee.com. So Alana, have a great night and we'll talk to you later. Thank you.